0: Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. I'm your new bestie, and the first thing I want you to know is that I see you and I hear you. I see the struggles. I know them, and there's hope. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in. Whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children, I got you, girl. I'm your new bestie. Listen, I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ, help you navigate. And I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee. And join me as we chat confidence and coffee. Hey you guys, I'm really excited to be back and be talking with you. I feel really good about this season of confidence and coffee. But I what I also kind of feel as well is it's gonna be a really chill season. Like we are just gonna conversate. We're gonna have a lot of just conversations. We're just gonna hang out in the car. Or in our bedroom, or in the bathroom, or wherever you are with the kids running wild, let's just have a conversation together. I want to start the season off with a little bit of a kick and just kind of go with where I felt led to with my heart. And I want to talk about church hurt. I want to talk about if you have ever been hurt by the church. I'm actually working on a brand new book. And that's gonna have a, uh, it's gonna have some of those um, really relevant uh, issues in the book and so it's kind of just been stirring in my in my heart and in my mind and how many of us let me ask you this question have you ever been church hurt have you ever been hurt by somebody within the church uh, somebody that really just made you not want to come back somebody that made lots of promises somebody that you truly valued probably the person that actually brought you to christ and then they hurt you that's not a good feeling and so first and foremost i want to validate those feelings i want to let you know that it's unacceptable and it hurts and i know how that feels everybody's hurts different so i don't want to act like i can completely imagine but i do understand And so I want to start off by saying this, because though we are hurt by people, and even on social media I get that a lot, what are you talking about Christianity doesn't hurt people? I always reply with this, and I'm going to say the same thing to you, people hurt people. Not Jesus, Jesus doesn't hurt people, Jesus came to save people, people hurt hurt people and biblically it even says in the bible that man will disappoint us that man will let us down but God never does God is faithful to his promises he is faithful to what he has promised you and so I want you to actually write this down if you had the ability to write it down we can be hurt by the church but we can't quit the church that's simply not an option for Christ followers, it's not why because we are the church, we are what makes the church. God uses us as tools to spread the gospel and the hope and glory in Jesus Christ in His grace that He made available to us. Jesus loves the church, He does, and you probably know this. You're probably like, Okay, Ashley. We, we we get it. It's obvious. Okay. In fact, many of us who love Jesus have just complicated the relationship with the church. Complicated the relationship with people. Complicated our relationship with Christ. Let's be real. And I'm sure you would agree with me. The church loves Jesus. Jesus loves the church. But we often think about the church in a global eternal sense it makes it easier to put distance between ourselves and the very real people we share pews or rows with you know the ones who drive us bananas not the ones just that we just value but jesus doesn't just love the global mega eternal church i want you to stay with me for a second okay I want to talk about when Jesus addresses the church in Revelation. Jesus calls each church by name. Did you know that? He speaks specifically to their challenges and triumphs. Over and over again, he says, I know. He is intimately aware of the persecution that the church endures, the patience they practice, or the laziness they have fallen into. Jesus sees your church. Jesus sees my church. Jesus sees the hurt, the manipulation, the offense. He sees all of it. The truth doesn't compel us to continue with the church. It's also the first way we heal from church hurt. This truth doesn't just compel us to continue with the church. It's also the way we heal from church hurt. Friend, Jesus knows all you've endured. Endured. He knows what you've been through. He knows that lie that they told you, that broken promise. He sees it. He knows it. And me telling you that probably isn't going to help. But just know that more so than me, God emphasizes with you. And he feels what you feel. I want to stop right here and share a little bit of a story. I was churcher like a lot of times I was actually in ministry. My husband and I were in ministry together and I was so very fond of the people that were in my life. They had done amazing things for me and I just valued them so much. So much. So as family, like as parents, my pastor walked me down the aisle And so you can only imagine the love and the respect that I had for them. Well, there was things that were starting to come up like any family or any church that we didn't see eye to eye on, whether it was uh, theology or it was the way they were handling me in our relationship or even in my marriage. And it was affecting my marriage. We started to work in the church and it actually made things worse. And it was my dream my dream to work in the church that I attended and it was a disaster. And a lot of that wasn't their fault. It was my fault too, because again, I'm a person and it wrecked me because once we started to transition out and we felt the transition out, not for say personal offense, but there were, uh, life circumstances, the pandemic, we were moving. Uh, we were just in this really weird lingo of, uh, some beliefs that we um, were really diving into. and We were really uh, researching and we saw manipulation in the church and we saw weaknesses and we saw like behind the politics behind the actual church. And it really turned us off to church. I thought for my whole life that I wanted to start a church, but that in itself made me run away from it. And so I came to a place where if all these people, and they, they dropped me. I came from, if they told me to jump, I would jump because I valued them so much. I did everything they wanted me to do to nothing. I never really heard from them again. And it hurt me because from a, not only am I a childhood from trauma and abuse and abandonment, Uh, but also I am a people pleaser or I was a people pleaser and their approval mattered more to me than anything in the world. And so with that, when they dropped me, I was in this place where I had to make a decision. Was I running away from the church? What was this relationship with God anymore? And understand, I had also just had a baby and hit postpartum depression in this midst. And so I was really knocked on my butt. I was really... And then the pandemic. And I literally was in this this place where it's like, am I good enough for God? Will I ever be good enough for God? Because this projection of this manipulation that I was going through, I was manipulated to do what they wanted me to do. My gifts, my husband's gifts, they were no use of them anymore. We didn't... We didn't attend that church. And here I thought, just because we didn't attend doesn't mean that there's no relationship. But there really wasn't a real relationship. And so I really never saw them or spoke to them again. And I saw the surface level of the relationship for what it was. And I felt used and confused. And I grieved for years. I even went to therapy about it. And this is my story. I'm just going to be real with you. It really wrecked me. And it brought me to a place of like, I had to make a decision was that God? Was that a representation of God? Because if it is, I, would, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to attend church ever again if that's what it is. I was torn. But in that moment, in my tearing, I came to truly know who God was, the nature of God and how he sees me. He didn't leave me. He stayed with me and I felt his presence more than I ever did before. Even in my my depression on the couch when I couldn't get up, when I was angry, when I was upset, I felt him with me. I knew he was with me and he never left me and I truly experienced grace. We easily give grace to other people, but we have a hard time giving it to ourselves. And that is one of the, also one of the things that I was able to learn and do and I grew confident in my relationship with Christ more so than anything because I stopped people-pleasing. I wanted to heal with just Jesus. And in that, he did bring me full circle back to the church. It took a while, but we got there. Jesus sees and he knows. When we believe the lie that no one understands our pain, and I did for a really long time, we will run from the community and cling to the hurt. It will be our survival mechanism. It will be our wall. But you need to know, and what helps this is you are not alone. We are not alone. We can choose today to believe Jesus is who he says he is, and he knows, and he never leaves us, and he never forsakes us. If we believe the lie that no one knows our pain, we inadvertently diminish the deity of Christ. We that's one very dangerous place to be. He can't be all-knowing and not understand what's going what you're going through. And we have to that's for you really discover your relationship with Christ and even if there was one Because if you easily walk away from that, did you have a relationship with Christ or did you have a relationship with people? We can agree, I would hope, and act on the unchangeable truth that Jesus knows all the hurts and he knows all the hangups and all the disappointments. We elevate him and unhinge ourselves from the prison of people-pleasing people pleasing When we truly believe that Jesus not just knows about our hurts, but wants to comfort us in them, we no longer feel the desperate need for others to affirm, to understand, apologize, or see our point of view. And that liberty brings the freedom to finally begin to heal. I know from years of seeing the underbelly of church life, people don't always come around. There people don't always restore. I still don't talk to some of the people that I had a strong or I thought I had a strong relationship with, but it doesn't matter because here's the thing. When people don't always come around, now we know that Christ was always there. Though it's the biblical goal and hope restoration, the happy ending that We're all together. It doesn't happen. That's Hollywood. Restoration looks like peace with God and your relationship with him and forgiveness and praying for those people and moving on without them knowing that there is an unconditional love that you carry through Christ. That brings peace, protects your peace from the offense or the hurt that was caused. You and I have to stay un-hijacked by people, okay? Uh, We have to not let the refusal of reconciliation stop us from pursuing Christ, from pursuing to be the church. Part of healing is letting Jesus hold the place of priority in our hearts, not the people who hurt us. Finally, even when we believe that Jesus knows our pain and that our healing is not dependent on others, we still have to choose to begin to let Jesus heal us. And in my depression, in my postpartum depression was my biggest healing, was when I truly discovered confidence in Christ. I've been guilty of holding on to my hurt, petting it, protecting it as if I need to, (laughs) And rehearsing it over and over again in my head. I've played and replayed all that has happened. But if I'm honest, all that isn't for the purpose of healing, it's for the purpose of hanging on. If I stay wounded, I don't have to get well. If I'm not well, I don't have to be risk being hurt again. I went through these things. Sometimes it's easier to just stay in our pain. It gives us all the excuses in the world to hold on to it. It's easier, yes, but is it better? No. Because Jesus loves the church and because Jesus loves us. His desire for you and me to live in beautiful, uncomplicated, peaceful community together. And that means we have to get over our hurts. Now, I know. I know. Breathe for a second. I get it. I don't just say this on this podcast easily. I walked through this and it was painful, sis. But I got there. I'm getting there. And you will too, step by step. But well, here's, here's the thing. When you walk through this, you're not walking alone. You need to recognize that. You need to believe that. Jesus is walking through this with you. He's not against you. You didn't leave him behind. You left the hurt behind that he didn't cause, but people did. Can you imagine um, if Jesus did that? If he If he decided, you know what? They are making fun of me. They betrayed me, they lied to me, they persecuted me. I'm not dying for them. We would not be here today. If we lived off offense and we lived off hurt from others around us, I don't care how close they are. I have been hurt by everyone in my life. We would not be here if Jesus said the same thing that we try to say to the church. Think about that for a second. And friend, the church is jacked up, okay? It is messed up. It is full of crazy people. Evil can come in those doors. And your hurt is real and legitimate. But as diverse and as personal as all of our pain is, I can say that Jesus is the only healer for a hurt that deep the only one, nothing else can heal that hurt. And I know because I've seen it, I've experienced it. I have put people on the pedestal that only Jesus was supposed to be on. And when those people fell short of protection, love, promise, I had nothing. I had to put the Jesus back on the pedestal that he was always supposed to be on. Who is on your pedestal? I also know this, being on the other side, that the beauty of community is worth the work of healing. It's worth the work of healing. I know you've heard it time and time again, that community and fellowship is necessary and they've given you all the scripture. Do not neglect the fellowship with others, but listen here, friend, do not neglect the fellowship with others. We were designed for community and the devil wouldn't want anything more than an idle mind isolated by ourselves where we can beat ourselves up to the point that we will get to a very dark place that we will never feel good enough for God or that God was never enough. That is not a place you want to be. It is a devil trap. Feel your hurt. Believe your hurt. But do not stay in your hurt. It's soul crushing. It really is. I'll be honest, the process of healing from the church for me is, it was not easy. Therapy. It can be hard to face pain. It can be hard to tangle the God who loves you from the misrepresentation of God by an unhealthy leader. Understandably, many people get angry and they stay bitter. We see it. People living it out, creating new religions, new age, these different beliefs, creating different gods every single day, a different Bible every single day. But Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. I know people who have left the church altogether. It broke me. I, for years, went without going to church, and I never, ever felt led to go back. I was so hurt, and I wasn't ready to go back. When people asked me, well, where are you going to go now? I was like, I don't know. I don't feel led to go back. I'm not ready. That's how deep the hurt is. I want you to do a few steps. I want you to define, define church hurt as abuse because that's what it is. It's abuse. Church leaders hold power, but great power includes great responsibility. If someone misuses their power, the result is defined as abuse, which means to act in a manner to cause bad effect for a bad purpose or misuse. Church hurt stems from experience. Someone else abusing the power. Number two, Separate the church hurt from God's character. Some aspects of God's character are crystal clear throughout the Bible. If you feel busted or up or beaten on by a church community, it's important to step back for a moment and remind yourself who God is apart from hurtful actions for people. And I'm going to drop Bible verses for each step in the show notes, so make sure you go back and save these for free. I want you to download these Bible verses and these steps for free and remind yourself of them every day if you are going through this. Step three, recover your power. If you've experienced church hurt, it can cause you to feel helpless and alone. In order to reclaim your power, you need to set boundaries with those responsibilities of the pain. Then you also need to heal the agony inside your own soul. But in order to heal, you'll need the help of safe people. And let's go back. We're going to talk about boundaries in another episode about what that is, what that looks like, and when you should apply them. Because there is an overuse of boundaries, which aren't really boundaries. It's just an excuse to not uh, communicate with community. Uh, And then there's a healthy boundary, and this is the place to do it. So I don't want to entertain that uh, definition too much. Uh, And again, I will give more information about this in the show notes. And step four, reclaim your spiritual practices with Jesus. As you reclaim who God is, And you remember who he is. Remember that he's a God that heals pain, even from the church. He is a God who sees and is with you. Just like when you accepted Christ in the beginning because of all the pain and all the worthlessness or whatever it is you went through, no matter how hard or evil or crazy it was, God healed you. You believed that for a moment in your life, and you need to believe it now, that even now in the church that claim to know God, he can heal you. He's the same God today, yesterday, and forever, the God of the Bible. I want you to know that above God, above all, God is against church. He's against it. There's no making excuses. I'm not going to sit here and try to manipulate you to push through on something that somebody else has done. God doesn't love that. And they are, going to, they are going to face their consequences. They are. It's not your job. It's your job to heal. It's your job to go and run to Christ. God desires to meet you in the tender places and provide healing. He doesn't force control or manipulate. He wants to restore the goodness in your life that was taken away by an abusive leader. Begin your healing process by defining church hurt as abuse. Let's accept it for what it is. Let's let's hold that accountable. Let's raise awareness for what it is. Separate the hurtful behavior from God's character, recover your personal power and reclaim your spiritual faith. You are never alone and the miraculous power of God's love. Put Jesus back on the pedestal because he belonged there in the first place. I love you guys. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at AshleyHemmer.com where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in Confidence and Coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews in the comments. Plus subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. I'd love to see you over on TikTok or Instagram, where I keep it real in the reels, okay? Make sure you tune in next time on confidence and coffee.